TopLessRobot.com presents... Previously on Cosmic Love. There's a special channel we can broadcast on that's only available to Pleasure Sphere 64 employees. Hey, PS64 crew, we just got down to station management. The captain and most of the senior crew members are lying unconscious on the floor. They go to deck 45. Fine, but we're sweeping through all the decks on our way to see if anyone else made it through the bomb. Something weird is going on here. What are they after? For once, Smut Lady is right. Broadcasting live from Pleasure Sphere 64. It is my great honor to introduce Madame Alexandra with Cosmic Love. Good evening, ladies and tentacle monsters. You're listening to Cosmic Love. I'm Madame Alexandra, your best source for sex advice and the news of the day from the hostage crisis here on Pleasure Sphere 64. I'm joined by Araxian gladiator Doc Blednikov, whose title fight with the Earth Cybershark has been indefinitely postponed until the pesky armed invasion of our little world has been cleared up. Doc beat Vikling Cybershark now. Doc beat Vikling Cybershark later. He's all the same to Doc. And I hope our terrorist friends out there hear that, because this guy is not messing around. Now, before I get to my first question of the night, it occurred to me that some of you listeners out there might have the distinct pleasure of not knowing much about the Marfikians, our aforementioned terrorists in question. You've heard me rant a few times about their small-minded religion that's obsessed with policing our bedrooms. But what's the deal with the Marfikians, really? Smell like swamp cabbage. They do smell like swamp cabbage. Thank you for your input, Mr. Bludnikov. So for those of you out there facing an unknown enemy, here's a bit of a primer on the history of Marfikia, because knowing is half the battle. Other half is rip-off enemy head. I was able to access an old recording from Zab Zabroni's Anthropological Hour Collection 2. Here we go. Good day and 101 to you. I'm Zab Zabroni, and today we're learning about Marfikia, the third planet in a binary star system. It has a swampy crust with a number of adorable rodent and sloth species, including the famous razor-clawed fire rat, which is actually quite a lot cuter than it sounds. Around 8,000 years ago, intelligent life evolved on the planet. This species, the Marfikians, promptly began building the usual. Temples, bars, record stores, Korean-Mexican fusion cafes. But then, disaster struck. One of the two suns burned out and the previous Marfikian religion of you-do-youism was replaced with a desperate fear that God is real. And he is pissed. Although I have asked politely, the Marfikians refused to name their god in order for me to place him, or her, into the patented Zabzabroni taxonomy of deities. So for clarity's sake, this anthropologist will refer to the Marfikian god as Mr. X. To placate Mr. X and prevent the remaining sun from burning out, the Marfikian religion became all about abstinence, suffering, and punishment. 
And so it was that the Marfikians set off on an intergalactic brigade to stop all other species from eating, drinking, and being merry. The Marfikians are most well known for their attacks on pleasure spheres. For more information on the pleasure sphere system, please tune in to the bonus episode of Zab Zabroni's Anthropological Hour Collection 1, Vacation and Relaxation in the Alpha Quadrant. It is not the place of science to pass judgment, but in the professional opinion of this anthropologist, Mr. X seems kind of like an asshole. But I know the real question on your mind. Not even with ketchup. In addition to the Zabzabroni Anthropological Hour not officially condoning the consumption of any sentient species, the Murphicans smell like swamp water, and it's this anthropologist's opinion that they probably taste like it too. That's all for this week's episode of Zabzabroni's Anthropological Hour. Tune in next week when we examine the flying mouths of Ganymede. I couldn't have said it better myself. Anthroman, not mention how easy to rip flippers from socket. True. Or that the Marfikians are apparently sensitive to electrical shock, given how wonderfully effective your weaponized dildo was at knocking them out. Can we call it laser gun, please? No, sorry. That is a 100% bona fide Signian laser dildo, and you wielded it like a boss. <sighs> All right, folks, we're going to switch to employee emergency channel, but we won't be gone for long. And remember, there's nothing between the docking bays. Hello, sexy beasts out there. I hope you're staying safe and maybe mounting an insurrection of your own. Or at least mounting something. Doc and I are about to pay a quick visit to the all-seeing eye. See what she has to say about all this. Maybe she can divine a way for us to beat these jagweeds. Should not giant eye have seen this coming? Mr. Bludnikov, did you just make a joke? No, Urexian do not joke. It's waste of valuable time better used for kill enemy. If you say so. Giant eyes see the future. Future is full of Marfikian scum. Seem irrelevant. Well, the thing about the all-seeing eye is that she can only answer what questions you ask her. Is always loophole. That's the future for you. Okay, Gladiator, let's hit those Jeffrey's tubes. Up to deck 17. Can you see the future? When you look into the blinding void that is tomorrow, do you know what's going to happen? Of course you don't, you pitiful mortal. But you know who does? The all-seeing eye. Some say she sprang into being fully formed on an asteroid when it veered too close to a supernova. Others say she traveled here from another universe on the tides of the Big Bang. Either way, she's here now, she's on deck 17, and she's prepared to hear your questions. But are you prepared to hear her answers? Consulting the all-seeing eye costs 500 credits for yes, no questions, 1,000 credits for who, what, when, where questions, and 2,000 credits for why. As usual in this universe, it is better not to ask why. Pledge of Sphere 64 is not legally responsible for answers given by the all-seeing eye, nor for the actions you take upon hearing the horrible truth. The all-seeing eye on deck 17. The truth is in here. Employees of Pleasure Sphere 64, we are now in the hallway right outside the temple of the all-seeing eye. Something isn't right. There's something green and sticky on the floor. I don't know what it is, but something feels bad. The air, it's... <sighs> We're proceeding inside, but I have a bad feeling about this. Does Smut Lady want to hold Doc's claw? As long as you don't chop off my hand. Uraxian can be very gentle, this fishy companion. Thanks. Okay, listeners, we're walking into the temple now. Oh, no. There is 
giant eye. She's... She was right here. Oh. It breaks my heart to deliver this news, employees of Pleasure Sphere 64. But it is my unfortunate duty to inform you that our friend and loyal PS64 employee, the all-seeing eye, has been ripped apart by the Marfikian terrorists. There is no honor in overkill. Why would they do this? She was 2,000 years old. Eh? Is she not eternal from other universe? Of course not. That was just marketing. She was old and powerful and not part of their goddamn mission for goddamn Mr. X. Giant Eye now predicting outcomes of battles in Gladiator Arena of the Guts. No, no, you know what? Don't give me that. She's in a better place now. Bullshit. She was in a plenty good place in this universe and had been since long before that Marfikian star winked out and they decided to take it out on everyone else. Now she's gone. Forever. Two thousand years for nothing. Uh, not for nothing. Was a friend. Yeah. Rexian believed that afterlife is just a new battleground beyond stars. Their fight is always there, and Ilberger always hot. Pardon me if I can't share your optimism. Smud lady, no believe in afterlife? I believe in caring about people and aliens in this life. Not acting like a dick because it might pay off when I'm dead. But uh, no religion on home planet? Uh, what planet is Smut Lady from? Look like Earth humans, this but... This isn't intro philosophies of the Alpha Quadrant, okay? Look, why did they kill the All-Seeing Eye? They're already here. What are they trying to keep us from finding out? What could she have told us that was so important they had to kill her? Is good question. We have to go down to Alexandra's house of excitement. I'm sorry, but we have to check on my girls. If they hurt a single hair or tentacle on even one of my girls' heads, I swear I am going it's to. It's fine. We go down to prostitute house. Really? Doc no likes this smart lady said. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your libido is? Find it at Madame Alexandra's House of Excitement, down on Deck 15, where we have something for everyone, and our nightly review is the hottest spot in the 40-deck region. And be sure to stop by next Sunday for a very special show from visiting burlesque performer, Trash Compactor 87, Madame Alexandra's. If you're not satisfied, we take it so hard. Employees of Pleasure Sphere 64, we are now directly outside of Madame Alexandra's House of Excitement, my very own little slice of home. And I must admit, after what just happened up at the All-Seeing Eye, I'm a little afraid to go inside. What if all my girls are just eviscerated? Is movement someone inside? The door is closed. How can you tell? Orexian sends vibrations in floor through tip of antenna. Well, that sounds fun to play with. Uh, no. It's used for track enemy. Well, sometimes it's nice to multitask. How many of them are there? Three. Two off the left and one straight ahead. Left? That's the main stage. What are they doing? Working up a can-can routine? 
You can tell they're Marfikians, right? They can only tell vibration, but vibration feel like uh, flippers. I have a few girls that come from swamp planets. Could be Adelaide the Moist or Nessie. The Moist? Stage names, darling. My point is, let's not go in there all kill, 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 because there's a chance what you're sensing might not be Marfikian. Dog is professional. Use caution. Good. Just making sure. We are now looking into the House of Excitement. They have really made a mess of things. It is going to take weeks to clean this shit up. Mr. Blubnikov sensed the movement of three individuals, but upon opening the door, we only see one Morphikian straight ahead past the bar. Oh man, I'd kill for a Transalorian old-fashioned right now. About to get the opportunity. Few of my girls are knocked out on the floor. Black Hole Betty, Cherry 2000, and a number of customers, too. The Marfikian is... Oh, molesting them? What is he doing? Search. What? Marfikian searched them. I think my exoskeleton friend here is right. He's going through their pockets. The girls and the customers. Now he's rifling through the drawers. Hey, those are my drawers. No one gets into my drawers without asking first. And he's down for the count. Thanks, Mr. Blubnikov. Or still do. That way. Backstage? And I do not know layout of Smut House. Only the two enemy thought all about that way. Hey, PS64 employees. We're now backstage. Doc took out the other two Marfikians that were back here. They were going through my stuff, too. Like the first one, outside by the bar. I don't know what they were looking for, but they seemed pretty pissed that they weren't finding it. Hello out there, folks. Sorry for the extended radio silence. We've had our hands and claws full with this whole Marfikians around every corner thing. And we found out something interesting. The Marfikian terrorists are searching for something. Repeat, they are searching for something. If you're out there and you have any idea what it is they may be looking for, please call in and let us know. If we knew that, we might have a chance of anticipating their next move, even kicking them off the station. If you have any info, or even just want to call to say you're alive, please do. I'll now take some pre-recorded calls that came in before the invasion. Here we go. Hey, Xandra. I'm a 34-year-old Saren, and my question is about my younger sister. She just told me that she's dating a Mandalorian, and I'm totally fine with it. I'm open-minded and all that, but we're from a very conservative family, and she wants to bring her new boyfriend home for the sun holiday. I tried to tell her that there's so much stress around the holidays, our parents are not going to take it well, and she should choose a less stressful time of year to tell them, but she's insisting on bringing this Mandalorian home. How do I convince her that it's a bad idea? You don't. This is her relationship, her deal. If she wants to introduce her boyfriend to the family, and she wants to do it on the sun holiday, then that's her decision. The best thing you can do is to let her know that you're on her side. So if your parents don't take it well, she has an ally in you. Not someone who's going to say, I told you so. Hi, Alexandra. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to be calling you about this. Listeners, you never need to feel embarrassed, especially with me. I live nearby, uh, on Riga 4, so it's just a quick 10 light-year jump to visit Pleasure Sphere 64. 
It's a little too convenient, in fact, because I've been visiting more and more, almost once a week these days. And when I'm here, I park myself right at your house of excitement. The lights, the choreography, the, uh, after show. The whole thing is intoxicating. At first, I always told my wife where I was going. We used to have a very honest relationship. But lately, I've been visiting so often that I've started telling her I've been traveling for work. Because I think if she knew how often I was visiting the House of Excitement, she might get suspicious. And she should be. Because I think I'm in love with 90 Degree Angel. I know it's crazy, because she dances for all the aliens, and she still makes me pay her and everything. But I honestly feel like we have a connection. She's not like anyone I've ever met. I still love my wife, and I don't want to hurt her, but I can't ignore this connection that Angel and I have. Has Angel ever mentioned me? Do you think I have a chance with her? And, you know, I guess, what should I tell my wife? Oh, caller, please don't take this the wrong way, but of course she hasn't mentioned you. You're a client, and she's a professional. Not that it matters, but I happen to know that 90 Degree Angel prefers androids in her own time when she's not working, but that's neither here nor there. I'm sure she enjoys her time with you, and it's possible she's even particularly fond of you as a client, but it's her job to make you feel that connection. If anything, it means I should give her a raise. Now, as for what you should do, of course I don't want to tell you to spend less time at the House of Excitement, seeing as it's my livelihood and everything. But if I put my personal bias aside, I really think that's the best thing for you to do right now. If you don't believe me about Angel, if you still think there's a love connection there, then you should go ahead and talk about it with her. Clothes on. I guarantee she'll tell you the same thing I did. But yes, you should tell your wife, especially because she seems flexible. You say you used to have a very understanding and honest relationship, and it's a shame to throw that away. I know this is hard to hear, but it's an important message for you and all the listeners out there. Madame Xandra's House of Excitement is about entertainment and connecting with another human or alien, and we want it to be that way. But please, it's not a substitute for a real, healthy relationship. It's a vacation from real life. If you find that it's beginning to intrude on your life, please call in and we can talk about it together. We're in the business of pleasure here, not breaking hearts. Let's keep Pleasure Sphere 64 a healthy and happy environment for everyone. Thanks for calling in. Can we keep moving now, please? There'll be heat at the universe before we reach Deck 45. You got it. Listeners, if you're out there, you know the drill. Stay sexy. Stay safe. Till next time, this is Madame Alexandra, and you're listening to Cosmic Love. <laughs>